0: This episode of the While She Naps podcast is sponsored by Pro Chemical and Dye, located in Fall River, Massachusetts. Now in their 50th year, Pro Chemical and Dye is a longtime supplier of dyes, fabric paints, supplies, and information to fiber artists all over the world. The objectives of Pro Chemical and Dye reflect founders Adele and Don Weiner's professional interests. Their desire to encourage creativity and exploration of textile design and to educate. Pro Chemical and Dye's mission can be summarized in three words quality, education, and service. So check them out at prochemicalanddye.com. Thank you so much, Pro Chemical and Dye. And now, here's the show. Welcome to episode 139 of the Walshie Naps podcast. I'm Abby Glassenberg. Today, we're talking about running a fabric company with my guests, Pat and Walter Bravo. Pat and Walter own Art Gallery Fabrics, a manufacturer of premium fabrics for the quilting industry. They are two soulmates who live life with a lot of passion, doing what they truly love. Originally from Argentina, They've been married for 34 years and have an amazing son, Alexander. Pat began sewing as a teenager and discovered quilting when the couple moved to the United States in the late 1980s. When she couldn't find the depth of color and pattern she was looking for in commercially available fabrics, she began painting her own. And soon she and Walter launched a company to produce the kinds of fabrics she had envisioned. And that's how Art Gallery Fabrics was born a company Pat describes as the most avant-garde in the industry. Pat and Walter Bravo, welcome. Hello, Aby. Thank you so much for inviting us.
1: Hi, Avi. Thank you for inviting us.
0: Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. So, Pat, we are going to start with you. I know you were raised in Buenos Aires and began studying sewing and specifically dressmaking when you were a teenager. And I wondered if you could talk a little bit about that period in your life.
2: Yeah, um, absolutely. I love to sew. I think I, 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 I tell everybody that I think I have it in my jeans. Uh, but my mother has a little bit, uh, uh, you know, a saying uh, in that because she sent me to a primary school with a strong accent on home economics So I started at seven years old doing cross stitching at nine years old, um, working on sewing machines, uh, you know, home sewing machines. But also my mother was um, an, an amazing sewist. She loved to sew. She sewed her entire life. So after I practiced some sewing in the school, I came back home and I continued practicing um, then. And at 13, I was asking her if she could send me to a tailor school or a seamstress school, an academy. Uh, and she says, I think you are too small for that. But I uh, begged her and uh, she said, OK. And I took two years, on um, seamstress and then some tailoring and then uh so at fifteen, I graduated and um, the the most happy uh, woman ever. Okay, great. And so you were
0: able at fifteen, it sounds like to basically make all your own clothes or make fine clothes,
2: yeah, for me and for my dolls, okay. <laughs> Great. Awesome. And
0: and I'm guessing that those skills are still skills that you're using today when it comes to, I mean, even though you're quilting mostly, but that you're still using a lot of what you learned then.
2: Yeah. I never thought that now having a company that those, um, the uh, lessons that I learned in the um, academy will be, will be so relevant now because you know I use them every day and I keep remember sometimes it's it's difficult to remember some uh, some uh things but you, you know it's like I apply this knowledge every single day um so, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: And so then you went on to college and it, I read when I was doing some research before the podcast that you thought maybe you would become a lawyer um, and just <laughs> do sewing on the side and that didn't work out
2: so great. No, 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 um, no, it didn't work out yet. I I, I cursed uh, 15 courses, you know, three years uh, working on the college in Argentina uh, the university. and uh, But then I, I I realized that this wasn't for me, you know, in the sense that maybe the old school parent, parents, you know, they said, well, do something that is going to bring you money later on in your life. But, you know, when you are young, you want to pursue your dreams. And my dreams were art, um, art school, that I couldn't um, achieve that goal. I couldn't go to art uh, college. Um, but um, I managed to take some quilting—I'm uh, sorry—quilting uh, sorry, quilting color uh, theory lessons, and that was something that it was very rewarding for me. But the 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 thing is that this is is something that we see reflected in our son, you know, and and I think parents sometimes they try to. Um, you know, recommend or get into the life of their kids. You know, trying to tell them what is better to do, and and I think sometimes it's better to let them, uh, you know, live their dreams.
0: Yeah, exactly. And your dream was to to pursue art, and so uh, so that's what you ended up doing because that was what was true to you. It sounds like. <laughs> and yeah. um, and so, how did you and Walter meet one another? Oh, Walter! I don't know if you want to say
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, it wasn't a disco. Actually, it was in 1981, I think, or two. 1982. 82, yeah, in September 1982, and it was. A, we were, I, I was never going to a disco. but one of my friends pushed me to go, so I started going with him. And the second time, I think I went to the disco. I met. I met Pat. <laughs> we
2: were 20 years that both of us. Wow.
0: Okay, so yeah. you are twenty yeah. years old. You met in, yeah. a, in a disco.
1: <laughs> yeah, in a disco. You know, and the eighties disco was big, so everybody was going to. Disco.
2: And, and, and this is so cool because each time, each year, you know, they uh, at the company they celebrate uh, our anniversary. Our employees celebrate us our anniversary and they um, we made a party and they uh, customized everything like like it was a disco in 1982
0: oh so gosh. we have a lot of fun yes <laughs> that's hilarious oh my i'd love to see pictures of that that's so funny
1: <laughs> so we we went out for a few um a few years and then we got married when we were 23 years old
0: right okay and and walter what did you study in college or what did you think that you wanted
1: I, to be I, I didn't went to college. Okay. I'm a drop-off from uh, high school.
0: (laughs) So what were you doing for work then during that period of time?
1: Well, after I, 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 in in my country, at that time, you had to go to the army for like two years. Okay. So I went to the army and then I came out like I was 19, 19, I was 19 and a half, almost 20 years old. And um, I was working, I mean, in in different places. I was was a salesman doing, doing sales. Um, I used to work for a company that we used to sell the uh, racks, you know, carpets. And um, and then I moved to a uh, different companies, you know, doing sales mostly.
0: Okay. And then in 1989, the two of you moved together to the United States. It sounds like the company that you were working for Walter wanted you to open a branch here in the U S is that right? What company, yes. what were they, what, what kind of company was that?
1: Well, that was one of the, 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 the rock carpet uh, companies. But, okay. um, when we, I moved to New York, we were trying to do, because in my country, they you know leather is very famous, the leather. So we're trying to sell a leather coats. So I moved to New York, you know, to try to introduce leather coats from Argentina and, um, you know, I had a partner at that time, and an older person than me. And he, you know, he went to New York once, and he saw this. You know, the, he used to see the price in the windows in Fifth Avenue, and the price of the cost of the garment. So he thought this is going to be a great business, but he he missed all the the the, the inside of the business. You know, because right. whatever you see, sell for five hundred dollars. You know, it doesn't, first it doesn't sell for 500 because, you know, after you finish with the season and everything, that discounts and everything, maybe you sell it, the pro, the average is maybe $250. And then when they buy it, they don't buy it for, for the price you try to sell it, they buy it for less. So, you know, as soon as I came to New York, I was two, three months and I said, this is not going to work uh, the way he thought it's going to work. So I start, um, I start doing my own, you know, my own things and I start selling codes, but a different way.
0: No. Okay. Uh, so. so you had moved together to New York to to do this, and the business that you thought you were going to have wasn't quite gonna pan out. And um and so I'm just curious, sort of like how that step led to Art Gallery. I know that um your son Alex was born in the United States, and it sounds like Pat, you kind of went through a, a transition when you got here. That was hard, and sewing was. sewing was helpful to you as far as emotionally, kind of feeling like yourself oh, again.
2: Sewing was so healing for me. Uh, the and first, then she,
1: she discovered quilting, <laughs>
2: right? And I, until the moment I discovered quilting, because in my country, in Argentina, um, well, if you if we consider that we all of the countries are a son of the traditional patchwork that came from England, um, you know, in Argentina. We are very kind of British in this in this style of things, you know. When we introduce a new thing, or it has to be a French uh, style thing or a British. And when they introduced patchwork, I I always knew it as a word patchwork. I never knew it as a as a quilting, um, as quilting. So when um, I came here, you know, I just in Argentina I saw just a couple of things, but more more towards like. Better spread or something like that, but not the truly, the truly art because for me is an art of uh, quilting. So when I came here, yeah, um, after after uh, after he was transferred to this company, I didn't work out. He uh, we started. Our own company, or I mean, he, he was working there. And I was, you know, um, established as a truly, uh, you know, housewife, taking care of my family. My son was very, very little. And um, the first time I had a chance to sew, uh, to buy a sewing machine, I used, used to buy clothes. But one day I went to a, um, I, I, I told this story so many times because it's really funny. Um, I went to a Joanne's. And uh, and I started looking for some fabrics for clothes, you know, for a skirt and a blouse. And then I saw one lady that it caught my attention because she was in front of a pile of bolts, you know, and she was switching the bolts, removing some, putting some others, you know, and going back like, uh, you know, three feet and squinting with her eye. And and then I went to a salesperson and I asked, what is she doing? And she told me she's auditioning fabrics for a quilt. And and, and and me innocent. I said, and what is a quilt? <laughs> and she says, all the things that you have hanging from, you know, traditionally in Joanne's, you have quilts hanging from oh, the, the walls and the ceiling. And 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 I was captured by that magic of the triangles and the squares and the figures that they form and the contrast between light and 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 that and dark and and it was captivated, captivated. And I I said to the person, Oh my God, I want to do this. I want to do this. And how, how do you do it? Well, you uh, you need to um, get some some tools and some notions, and I said, give me all all I need to 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 get that. So she gave me a rotary cutter, she gave me a mat, she gave me a couple of rulers, and then I said, I need a book because I never did this. Uh, you you know, when you are sewist, you can imagine more or less uh, is 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 a little bit uh, you know more straightforward for for us or intuitive, uh, but you know, I never did it. So I asked for a book and uh, she gave me a couple of books and I went home with some fabrics mm-hmm. and I started teaching myself um, the, the the wonderful uh, quilting. I love quilting. It's in my heart. Um, so, so yeah, this is... Yeah, it sounds like that
0: was kind of something to hold on to during that transitional period. And I know as a mom myself, that when you have a new baby, especially, you know, it, it can be isolating, but I, but I imagine, especially being in a new country as well. Exactly.
2: Um, a yeah. New country, new people, new people, new flavors, new smells,
1: you know. And also New York was, you know, six months is very cold, so you cannot do much outside either, so... Right. You said it inside a lot.
0: So. Yeah, I know. I live in Boston. So I
1: yes. understand.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. So so quilting became that for you. And mm-hmm. um, and and then um, as I said in the introduction, um, you sort of really started to explore, it sounds like, and make yeah. art and sort of get into art quilting and into um, into creating some of your own fabrics.
2: Yeah, from traditional quilting. After I experienced, you know, the art, the artsy thing, you know, is also also something that I have inside me. So after I did traditional quilting, I discovered landscape quilting and art quilts, uh, and I fell in love once again, you know. Um, And at that time, around um, 1992, more or less, 1991. um, you know I couldn't find the the almost solids or batik look style fabrics in order to work with landscape quilts and art quilts uh, the, the selection of colors was very reduced very small so I I I went back to Joanne's and I asked the sales dependent if she had a book on a painting fabrics if I can paint my own fabrics and she gave me a book uh, which I treasure very much. And, and, um, and I start buying, uh, prepare for dye fabric, which is, uh, it's a special fabric is, is white cotton, but it's prepared with uh, a couple of chemicals to make the color, uh, have, a, um, um, an amazing vibrancy. It's not to paint. It's not the same to paint in a regular white cotton that, and then prepare it. Uh, for dye cotton. So I went there and I started start doing, and soon, soon, I uh, start going to a quill guild and show my work. Mm-hmm. And the ladies there, they love the range of colors that I produce yeah. because I start producing colors for rocks and for shrubbery and for skin and for rivers and more turquoise, more cobalt, more. And they said, oh my God, could you make some for me? And I um I start making. <laughs> Soon I start making and making, making more and making more. Some, and some of my friends, they told me you should go and um to quill shows, consumer quill shows, and, and try to sell them because people will love them. And this is how I start going to regional small shows selling. In the meantime, Walter, keep working um, with uh, our leather jacket company and clothing company and um and
1: he thought, and I thought, that was a hobby. Uh, right. but- well, it was not hobby at
0: that moment. <laughs> yeah, it was a hobby, but but you were basically hand-dyeing and, you know, sort of... Per- no, in no, a- not hand-dyeing. Not hand-dyeing, painting. painting. Yeah, hand-painting.
1: Hand-painting. Hand hand painting.
2: Okay, hand-painting.
1: So she was painting fat quarters, and each fat quarter was like a, an, an art. Each oh, piece okay. was different than the unique. next one, and it was unbelievable because it was so unique. You know, it's, it's one of the kind
0: wow okay and so you were selling these unique one-of-a-kind hand-painted fat quarters at consumer yeah. quilt shows and that uh, sounds like the demand was there for sure
2: yeah, absolutely absolutely at the same time uh, I wanted to have a website and in 1995 you know the internet just yeah. started uh, and I took some lessons and I developed my own website without any knowledge Wow. Which, still I'm amazed <laughs> now I now I see me you know Know, working on, on on one of one of the rooms, saying, oh, "Oh my God, how could I, you know, do this?" You know, like a. Um, I'm still, I'm amazed. I don't think I can do this a- a- again. But I study. I I, I love to you know, so to self-teach uh, me or to study everything myself and do everything myself. I am a very pers- uh, patient uh, person. So for me, it wasn't a problem. You know, I was reading and reading and reading. At that moment, they, they were the kind of books that you read, uh, you know, to make websites and this right. and that. So yeah. I start my, my work um, on 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 a site online and I start selling bundles of, you know, hand-painted fabrics, you know, like skin, desert, you know, all all with a theme in mind. And some art quilters, very famous art quilters, start um, having an eye on my work. And they said, I need, uh, if you can produce for me a series of, for example, 20 fabrics for an ocean uh, quilt that I'm working on. Um, So I start painting with gradations, many, many fabrics. Um, so it, it was incredible because not only the retail shows but the online um, sales. It was it was good for me to explore to see how the uh, industry work. It was invaluable. Um, and then uh, you know I started going to. Uh, I, I just wanted to show my husband uh, what is uh really uh the uh team in its full glory so yeah. i said let's go please to a quilt festival in houston could you ac- could you accompany me for 3 days um, as we a v- as
0: a vendor or just to walk
1: no 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 to to to, to, what? to visit to visit uh, just to visit okay mm-hmm.
0: I want to take a minute now to talk with Mark Shavs at Pro Chemical and Dye, the sponsor for this episode.
3: My name is Mark Shavs and I'm with Pro Chemical and Dye. I've been with Pro Chemical and Dye since 1988, right out of high school, a couple of years after high school. Uh, Pro Chemical and Dye is a mail order business who has been the leading supplier of, of dyes, chemicals, fabric paints, auxiliaries, and so much more actually in the industry today. We've been around since 1969 so we are celebrating our 50th year this year and we also ship worldwide uh, we have our own line of fabric paints uh, we make them in a transparent and opaque form uh, pearlescent the nice part about the pearlescents is they contain no metals so they're a lot safer for the environment we also have lines of silken fabric paints which are in liquid form textile dyes commercial dyes which are nothing like anything bought in stores or supermarkets. It's commercial strength. So they are pretty much a permanent dye. Um, And all the auxiliaries and other things that accompany the dyes and paints. Um, We also have workshops here in our, we have a full classroom. So we have workshops, we have visiting artists, that come here for uh, anywhere from two days to a week and students can study with them in our classroom. We also do several trade shows. So we do travel um, to a lot of the quilt shows um, around the country and we do about 12 to 14 of those a year. So if you don't get a chance to come to any of our classes, you can also visit us um, at a trade show. We bring a lot of, we have a full booth and a lot of our teachers that we support out there are using our products at the trade shows, teaching classes there also. So that's another way to interact with our product.
0: If people out there listening are intrigued and would love to check this out, check out um, Pro Chemical and Dye, and maybe um, can they sign up to get a catalog in the mail? Or Oh,
3: they sure can. Okay, they, where, they where sure should they can, go? They can go to www.prochemicalanddye.com com and that's and, A-N-D. You could also go on there. You can sign up for our workshops. You can sign up for a newsletter. You can um, also link to our Instagram and our Facebook pages through our website.
0: Thank you so much, Pro Chemical and I. And now back to my conversation with Walter and Pat. This oh. was
1: 2004
2: already. Okay. Uh, yeah, 2003, 2000. Yeah. And Walter, what did
1: you say about oh, that? I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, the people were fighting to buy fabrics and tools. I mean, it was, it was, you have to make a line to buy anything. It was so many people at the show. Um, I used to go to the clothing shows, you know, that we used to go with my company, but this was something unbelievable, so... I said, wow, this is a real huge industry.
2: Yeah, it was. And it was, at that time, it was a
1: record-breaking
2: assistance of 60,000. Wow. Um, you know, in the... Yeah, in it was the,
1: the old days. The old days. Yeah, the, old the, days. Convention
2: center. Yeah. <laughs> the convention center. Yes.
0: Okay, so, so you discovered... Um, basically, you had kind of stumbled into this gigantic demand for this yes. this kind of fabric. And you went to, to Quilt Festival, saw that this industry was had a huge market and, and huge yes. potential. And yeah. so um, I know that Art Gallery was founded the next year. So talk about <laughs> how you sort of decided to transition into becoming a
1: manufacturer. Well, yeah. we we start the first shows. We went wholesale shows. Uh, we were selling the hand painted fabric, so but were very expensive. It was like a sixty dollar a yard. I mean, we were selling fat quarter, but the price was like a sixty dollar a yard because it was art. It was one of the kind. Like a, what you buy in a painting, you know, it's from yeah. a, from a painter. So I mean, we sold some to some store, but you know, it was very uh, small because this was too expensive and nobody knew us. So by little by little, you know, we got into the the the, the market and then, you know, the, the people wants to buy more. And then, you know, she couldn't pin anymore because this was all done by hand by her. So right. um, she, I said, listen, we cannot do this anymore. We have to go commercially because, you know, it's impossible to scale. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Scale. It's impossible.
1: Yeah. I mean, we have a big house. We were living already in, in Florida by then. We moved to Florida and we have a big house and the whole house was full of panels of paint. Of- <laughs> Painted fabric,
2: <laughs> yeah, and my dogs were stepping on them because you know hand painting fabric, hand painting fabric is different than hand dyeing. You know, once you put uh, fabrics uh, in in a dye, the there is the chemical reactions that stain the fabric already, and it doesn't matter. How much you step on it is not going to go away. But the hand painted fabric is—you paint the fabric, the the fabric, the the cotton soaks, uh, you know, the 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 paint penetrates. But then you have to let it dry, right. and then you have to uh, do a process of heat setting in order to fix the color into the fabric and, and um to to make it color fast. So.
1: Um, <laughs> so at that point, I, I mean. Um- we, we, I say, we cannot do this anymore, so we have to make it this commercially. So we start with one collection. We, we print three colors, and uh, it was 300 yards per color that we did the first run. Wow. Uh, so did
0: and you... This, was, this was, was done in China. I was going to say, so you did it in China. And was it hard to... Well, what happened What okay.
1: happened is I, I, the when I had my clothing company, I was traveling all over the world. I was buying okay. all over the world. so. Um, I was traveling almost 200 days of the year I was away. Um, so I was allowed in China because the production we were doing a lot in China. So I knew, okay. you know, my Asian, I have my Asian there. We worked with him for like 20 years and I have, you know, I know meals. So I, it was easier in that, in that, in that side. Because right. if you want to buy only three hundred yards, they laugh at you. You know, they, they say, do. You know, of course. They, they, I mean, for the for the meals, three hundred yards is like a joke. Nothing. It's like a uh, sample, basically. So, exactly. So they did it for me because they knew me, and you know, they, as a favor, that, you know, my, you know, they did it to me. But otherwise, it's very difficult to start. You got the minimum at between fifteen hundred and three thousand yards, so per right. per style. Okay. So, and so we start a- with one collection with three colors. That was our first run.
2: Yeah, right. I want to add, uh, yeah. Avi, that uh, after after the the my hand painted fabrics were really successful, I start experimenting on a stamping fabrics with different motifs. There were so I was doing fat quarters and half yards because some 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 special people they asked me half yards they, they wanted bigger pieces. So I was hand stamping um, different things. Then I start painting with brushes on top of the hand painted fabrics as a. You know, I had as a background, uh, you know, the, the background colors. And this is also what it caught the attention of shops. Uh, when we went to our first show, you know, the, the um, you know, trade show, the quill market, you know, it was very interesting for them to see what can be achieved with fabric. So uh, my or our first collection, Oriental, I, it was one fabric in three colors uh, and I remember that moment, uh, you know, like, oh, my God. I was introducing a collection with one print only. Wow. But, <laughs>
3: you know? Yeah. <laughs> and
1: we were working out of, I mean, we part of the studio here, and the, the garage was our storage, you know, our warehouse. I was going to ask like, where
0: you warehouse this. So it was in your garage.
1: Yeah, it was our garage. So the, at one point also, we has, after a few years, we have, a, you know, we're still very small, you know, and then... Um, even our was living room was full of boxes at one point because, you know, we didn't have any. But I didn't want to expand too much until we were made sure what we we're doing. You know, I don't I don't like to go, you know, do uh, um, steps in the air. So I like to be sure that, sure. you know, if you take if you take a warehouse or anything, you have to make sure you can afford it you and, know, and the business. Is on a And bar.
0: Walter, did you quit your job or were you still
1: working? No, no, I, I when we moved to New York. I mean, from New York in 2002. We moved to Florida, and I was commuting still two more years to, until we sold the company in New York. Okay. And then I was, actually I was retired, but 2004, I was like, wasn't was working. I was retired already. So, because I, I always say I want to retire when I'm 40. Oh, wow. And I did it, I was 44, I think, because I was working, you know, I was traveling, I was working very hard, many, many hours. I mean, really hard. So I say, when I'm 40, I want to retire. So I did, for a few years, I wasn't, I mean, I was doing this with Pat, but it was small, you know, it wasn't that much work. I was going to the gym every day, and right. it wasn't that much to do for me. I did some with my friends, some construction on the side, you know, some business, but nothing major.
0: Okay. And how did you arrive at the name Art Gallery?
1: <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> this is you funny. know, the, all the, 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 the fabric used to be in the floor, you know, yes. in, the, in the living room and in the dining room. And then my son once came from a school, and Pat said, I need to put a name to the company. And she asked my son, I said, what should we call the company? And he said art gallery, because it was like a, you're looking at <laughs> <Yes>. art.
2: <laughs> he says, he says, Mom, this looks like an art gallery, you know. It's like all different pieces on the floor. Like the, if you put them on the wall, they will be like a kind of an exhibition. So um, he said, this is, this is an art gallery, Mom. Uh, so that was the name. It, you know, I was laughing so much at that. Um, and I really li- like the name because it encompasses our vision for fabrics. That niche that I was um,
1: uh, trying to fill, trying
2: to fill that 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 specific hole or niche or gap that I saw in the industry when I started designing fabrics. And I wanted my vision. Um, I'm, I'm talking about um, you know design, and I wanted to have my vision, and it fits really well because we have a very artsy look so um, this is how the the company got this the, the its name. name and when did you
0: first bring in another designer was that pretty quickly or was it just you pat designing for no, the first few years she
1: she decided for the the first designer was buddy j and she came to work with us in 2011
0: oh wow so that was from 2005 <laughs> Through 2000, oh, sorry, yeah. th- four, um, through 2011, when it was really just you, Pat, doing all the designing. Yes.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and again, I have, uh, uh, you know, I know how to draw and how to paint, but I didn't know uh, how to manage um, like, um, like a program, uh, a design program like an illustrator or Photoshop. So there I went again. And I start teaching myself Illustrator. Um, you know, because for me it was the transition to from hand painted uh, repeat designs in paper to the computer was uh, was g- coming up so quickly. Everybody was switching from paper uh, to uh, computer. So for me it was natural. Of course, there were some uh, designs that. Is, started, uh, you know, um, sketching in, in paper and, and pencil, and then I, uh, I used to scan. But there, there was, in that moment, there was a, it, for me, it was a revolution because the internet came, uh, better, um, you know, printers, better um, phones, everything helped, you know, to to go in the direction that I was dreaming about.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're, you started Art Gallery Fabric the same year I started my blog. And so I've been, you know, sort of participating in this community for the same amount of time and sort of uh-huh. seen all of it unfold and, you know, a, a, over those years. And you're right that it's been a very um, opportune moment because all of this new technology was really perfect, They're sort of perfectly matched for what, you, what it is that you wanted to, to achieve um, and yeah. made it really possible in a lot of ways. So so I'm wondering what led you to to bring on another designer because now you have a whole suite of designers. And so um, art gallery is really different from it being just you. Um, So I'm just wondering Mm -hmm. what led to sort of that shift or that change.
2: Well, uh, when I started in 2004, I first, I started making, I made my first three collections uh, hand painting the fabrics, and uh, you know, and, and 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 painting over the the fabrics. The first three collections were done by hand on fabric, and then um, uh, the fourth collection, it was made. It was the first collection that I did on computer, um, and then I we start uh, coming up with two to four collections a year, and and people seem to like the designs, to like the colors. Uh, um, also. So I start going on more and more and more. And, you know, I start to feel a little bit, my brain started to feel a little bit, uh, uh, how should I like say? Like fried.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> fine, yeah. you said it, you said it, you said it, right? Um, I didn't want to use that word, but, but that, that's the truth. Um, so it was too much for me. The, the, the company started becoming very popular and more shops used to buy Plus um, the other part, it was the quality that maybe we, if you want to talk that uh, about that later, you know, it was a it was you know adding up to the things to the demand. So demand more more styles, and and you know I have my own style, and I said I'm not gonna uh, uh, feel like a hostage of my own company. So I think we should uh, better bring somebody who has a different style. Because, you know, when things happen, now that you look backwards or you turn your head back and you look at the things, you know, everything seems so right. But at the moment, everything happens so quickly. So some things that it can happen that you can oversee them and not, um, you know, properly judge. So, you know, for me... Uh, I thanks God. I thank God that I took that decision to bring Barry J because the company was waiting for that, waiting for more um, styles, more designers, um, new colors or new palettes of colors. So
0: yeah. Right. Yeah. I like that. What you said about not wanting to feel held hostage by your own Uh company. And I think that that's something a lot of people out there can probably relate to that feeling. Um, so, and let's talk about quality. So talk a little bit about the substrate that, um, art gallery prints on sort of the main quilting cotton fabrics. And then we'll talk about branching out into other substrates more recently.
2: Well, I'm gonna tell you a little bit, and Walter is gonna tell you a little bit. okay, so when um, uh, for me, it was uh, lucky in, in in a way to found this company because I was on the other side of the counter, like we should say, you know consumers, I, I was, was a I was consumer. a consumer. Right. I was buying fabrics because I was a quilter. So I was quilting for many years before I started the company. So I was going over fabric quality, uh, color, um. And design and, uh, you know, like uh, all the things that make a fabric like so very appealing. And, you know, the the, the regular cotton uh, for me, you know, I find it um, a little bit um, because of the construction of the fabric, 60 by 60 usually is a little bit uh, hard to move or to manipulate. Or some people say it didn't have enough drape. Yeah. So I want it. You know, I always was saying to myself, if I would what day I will be designing my own fabrics, I never knew that but when I was saying when if if I, if I could design my own fabrics it would be um, a truly dear quality fabric for me. It has to be something that I really believe on. Um, and then when we started making the first uh, runs, we were almost like eight, nine months uh, trying different samples. I was sewing, washing, uh quilting, cutting every single sample that they send us until I we found the right one. So Walter, I, mean, I don't know if
1: you yeah, want I mean to add. one of the 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 principles of the company is quality. Everything we do it has to be the best quality for the range that we of course. You know, we're not selling fabric for $150. So for the price of we're selling, it has to be the best fabric in the market. So we always, you know, our company is based on, well, so that's one of the principles, quality. So everything we do and any substrate, it has to be the best quality for the price, you know. Um, so that's what the way we did it. And um, and thanks God, it's, it's also it's very good for garment because it's, a, it's, the, it's much softer and the drape is much better for not only for quilting but for garment too.
0: Right, and so the shrink
1: the shrinkage is very is, is small, almost nothing. That our customer tell us every day, like a one percent, sometimes no even shrink, and doesn't fray when you wash it. I mean, it's, it's the construction is, is very tight, so it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of threads.
0: Right, so this one substrate can be used for multiple types of projects because, oh, yeah. right, it kind of goes. Between. And um, and the fabric now is printed where? In Korea?
1: In Korea, yes. In Korea.
0: Okay. Um, and then you've expanded out into adding other substrates more recently. Is that right?
1: Yes, we did. We extended into uh, knit, which are 95% cotton and 5% spandex, which are for more, mainly for garments. And then um, that is woven, especially for us. Yes. It's also Nobody else
2: in the industry has it. So it's a special woven um, quality that we requested because I have to try it. I have to try it. Uh, you know, for me, the knees, uh, you know, bending, all these things was extremely important for me. So we were trying different qualities, but the needs are um, especially woven for our company.
0: Okay, and because you know how to sew clothing, you can really try those fabrics yeah. yourself.
1: Yeah. No, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but okay. people notice. I mean, we we see our uh, we get emails, I mean, comments every day, our, our quality and how happy the customers are with what the products we deliver. So,
3: mm-hmm. I mean, it
1: pays off. You know, in the beginning, it was hard because a lot of people are looking for price. And we were always, you know, the most expensive one and the most expensive side. But after they try the product, they understand why. So they don't mind to pay another, you know, forty cent or fifty cent or a dollar if they have to, because of they they understand the quality is different. Right. Yeah,
2: when we found that when we founded the company, when he proposed me to found the company together, we base our work in uh, three things. You know, it was first quality, 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 quality. Something that you know we we didn't find in in the industry uh, so far. So. The second thing is good design. Good design. Artsy design is a special, you know, niche that we Colors. feel. And there, and yeah, the third one that it has something that people tell us, you know, that we keep achieving uh, over the years, that the fabrics uh, are timeless. They seem, that, for example, they look at the collection from us from uh, 2011 and they think that we launched it like last month. So. That freshness, that, um, you know, young looking look, if you want to say, I mean, uh, these are the three principles and we, these are, these three principles are not negotiable.
1: (laughs) And one more is service. We we give our customers, I think, the best service in the market. I mean, we ship in 24 hours, our order, everything ship in 24 hours and we keep inventory for the stores. I mean, we reprint collection, which nobody does anymore. So yeah. We keep collection running for years, which for, for some customers is very important.
2: Yeah, we have a different approach in
1: that regard,
0: yeah. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that then, um, because uh, there are companies out there that do no reprints. Um, right. And, you know, that can cause problems for shops, for example, who have made a sample or are doing a kit club or something like that, and then the fabric is no longer available. Um, yeah. And same thing for pattern designers, where the you know the, the quilt on the front of their of their pattern, you can no longer get the fabrics for it. And customers yeah. say, "I want to make that one," and you say, "Well, you can't get those fabrics anymore." So, um, talk about that decision to reprint, because there's also some risks involved, right? To to decide. I mean, there's a there's a reason why companies don't do it.
1: Well, of course, it's it's in business. Always is a risk. You know, you 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 you're taking a risk every day. But um, we believe in the product, so we don't we don't we don't mind to put our money into the product because we know if it doesn't sell today, it's going to sell tomorrow, the next week, or the next or the next month. And we are reprinting items from seven years ago. We're still reprinting and selling every day. Okay. So you know, it's it's like like Pat said, the, the the design and the colors we use is so advanced that if you say this collection was launched today, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't notice the difference, you know.
0: Right, and, and, and I the,
1: know- in the beginning, oh, in the ahead. beginning, sorry, in the beginning was hard because some people say, "Oh, these colors are not like a purple, so colors that we use in the beginning." They were saying, no, who's going to buy these colors?" You know, they were too advanced. But now, you know, they the, the market catch up to our design. Let's say,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and so I know clearly, timelessness is something that you're looking for when you are choosing artwork, and I'm just wondering what other qualities are you looking for now when you bring on a new designer? Because I'm sure so many people, it's their dream to be an art gallery fabric designer. And so when you are, you know, reviewing portfolios or considering bringing somebody on, what else besides obviously their ability to create timeless designs that will last um, are you looking for?
1: Well sorry. Yeah. No, but go first go. we try to to have designers that don't compete with each other. Because we think if they compete with each other, you know, nobody wins. Because you know, people like stores are gonna buy one collection or they don't have in and you know, unlimited money to buy everything. So they have to choose. And if you put two designers design the same look, you know, it's gonna be a problem. Sooner or later the designers are not gonna be happy. So we're trying to make, you know, the designer could be happy too. It's very important for us. We, we our company is like a family. Everybody's like a part of the family.
2: Yeah. Well, besides, besides my beloved designers, I love them so dearly. I, I think we have the best team of designers. Uh, all of them are incredible, incredible. Uh, the, we have submissions every day, every day. Yes, as, as you say, as you say, Abby, you know, a lot of people want to dream to be an art gallery fabric designer. And, and, and for me, uh, there are some things that are very obvious, uh, you know, but some things that maybe are overseen by other people. And, uh, for example, one of the things that, uh, that uh, I don't know if other people take this into account, because I I, I don't know what is the system of how to like other companies license their designers. But for me, it has to be a good, true, good person at heart. Um, it is it's so important because you establish a relationship, a very healthy uh, relationship. Um, the second is that for me, the designer has to do and, uh, you know, fly free uh, and do whatever they want. Um, I know that there are some other companies that are actually established or try to frame the designer's work with some colors and doing some designs and removing some artwork and changing colors and doing all that. But for me, the most important thing is when you do, something that actually makes you happy, you do it better. You do it great. So as as I uh you know flew with my designs, I tried to, you know, liberate my mind and said, let's go, the sky is the limit. I actually, this is a condition uh also non-negotiable. I never would say to designers what to do. You know, you know, they do their own style. And yes, that what Walter said it was. It is very important because this way uh, the selection, when when we try to license the designers, is not overlap uh, over, uh, overlap the looks, because that, that would be a problem. But um, but I let them uh, design uh, the first the first the first uh, you know uh, I don't know case. But the first examples uh, we have this is Barry J. Barry J is an amazing designer, Uh, an amazing designer. But when she was designing for other companies, they truly didn't let her fly and do whatever she wanted to do. So when she came to me, she was very timid in her approach of what are you expecting from me? And I said, I'm expecting that you fly and you do whatever you love. And the evolution of Barry J designs from 2010 um, to 2011 to now is incredible. Uh, so for me I believe a lot. I believe uh, to to um, to death and to, until that you know to my, for, my on my designers. Um, this is very important. And then the, some obvious thing that for Regarding design for us, is very important. Is the, the the fabric needs to meet the collections need to meet three conditions. It has to make you feel happy, right? It has to um, let you this uh, uh, work with whatever project you want. So it has to be versatile, mm-hmm. and 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 it has to be truly your. It has to be truly you, your style. And if these three conditions are met, this is truly in our gallery fabrics fabric.
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, thank you for sharing. Yeah, I that. hope it, yeah. yeah,
2: I hope it, it makes sense mm-hmm. how I explain it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I think that's really important to hear. And I'd love to talk a little bit about um business, a little bit about quilt markets. Um, and I know that, um, I've emailed you <laughs> periodically, um, in the past about quilt market for different things I've been writing, but I'd wondered if you could talk a little bit about sort of what your presence at the trade show was like, um, maybe 2010, you know, around that period, 2000, you know, 11, um, and sort of what it's like now and kind of the, the role, the changing role maybe. Um, if you see it that way, that quilt market is playing in the industry.
1: Yeah, well, when we start going to the show, you know, we're very small. We have one booth, and they put us in, you know, at the end of the show, whatever. And, you know, you have to pay, you know, for to people to know you. So, for from, you know, a little bit every year, we were growing and having two booths and three booths and four booths. And uh, the best year I think was between two thousand twelve and maybe 15 of the shows, um, then they, they start declining, you know, the attendance starts declining. We used to make, you know, 12, 16 booths at one point, and the last show we make only four. So we see the declining in the, in the show's uh, attendance. Um, part is because, you know, people doesn't want to travel that much anymore, and it's expensive to travel, and... The other part is a lot of people, they do things online now. They don't want to, you know, they can do it at any time from their house or their store. So um, it's changing. It's not only our industry. All the shows are changing, every industry.
0: Right. But it's still, do you feel like it's still important to be there? And is there a component about sort of, I don't know, I almost feel like there's a performance Part of it, I mean, there's networking in person, but there's also almost like an online piece of it too. And I don't know if you felt like that online piece is important—the pictures that get shared and all of that.
1: Yeah, for right now, it's more, more mostly like a marketing tool. For the show, I mean, actually, I mean, it's not that much sales that you do at the show anymore uh, because the sales. Also, it changed. Also, the 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 launching of the collection before it used to be done at the shows. Now it's done before the shows or between the shows. So is it is not before the customer used to go because they can see it only at the show now they see it before so it's not the, uh, the need to go to the show anymore to see a new collection and um, so mostly for us it's like like a marketing tour right now I mean you take orders but still it's you know it's not like it used to be
0: right and um art gallery fabrics I think uses Instagram incredibly well. I think your Instagram is always beautiful.
1: Thank you. It's
0: always up to date. There's always new content there. And... I just wondered if you could talk a little bit about your Instagram strategy, because I look at the the Instagram feeds of all the different fabric companies, and frankly, there are some that really aren't using Instagram almost at all, um, mm-hmm. and there are some that are absolutely fantastic And art galleries. Yeah, you're so right. Art gallery is one of the fantastic ones. So I guess oh, thank talk, you. talk a little bit about your strategy there and, and the role that Instagram is now playing in your business.
2: Uh, well, uh, marketing is an area that I also oversee. I see um, uh, design, the creative department, design and um, marketing, and uh, Walter oversees uh, commercial production, and commercialization. So. Marketing is is extremely important for me. Uh, I was reading one day that uh, there is a company that the the owner forces everybody to, uh, you know, to have a basic knowledge about social media because they can add, you know, more uh, feedback to the company, how the social media uh, of the company is done. So it, it became... So overwhelming the amount of information and data that you have. And when you have to try to convey your message, you know, it, it, it is extremely difficult. It's like a very noisy, you know, you have all these millions and millions and millions of, of posts and, and, and text and comments and likes, and, and people sometimes get uh, you know, like overwhelmed by all that. But for 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 us, uh, marketing is really important because it's the way you introduce yourself as a company to the consumer. And even though most of the companies or many companies don't do a direct uh, targeting to the consumer, maybe they make it to the shop. For me, was evident from the beginning, from the beginning, from 2009 that Facebook uh, Was uh, you know, we open our Facebook account that the marketing for us, we have a different strategy. Our marketing is always for the consumer. It's always for the consumer because the consumer is the one that is is going to buy and that buy the fabric. For us, we both think the same way. You know, it doesn't matter how many shops you sell the fabric, but if a consumer don't like it and or they don't go and buy it, what's the point of that so for us you have to convince the consumer and you have to convey your message to the consumer even if we are wholesalers
0: right so you yeah. really you really understood that What social media was going to do, even though you're wholesalers and you don't sell direct to consumer, was that you were going to need to talk directly to your consumer, even though you couldn't sell directly to them and they were going to need to go to their local shop or go online to an online shop to buy the actual fabric, but they could demand it or search for it.
2: Yeah, it was, it was our marketing strategy is very intensive. Uh, intensive for me it's a it's a great tool it's a great tool it's a great opportunity to convey your message and and from very early on i was i, I think we were using this to our advantage uh, i have an amazing team of uh, uh, people working with me in the marketing department and uh you know it uh, our vision from the beginning it was always to talk to the consumer. Yes, of course, we talk to the shops too. We have different separated newsletters and, 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 and messages and blog posts and uh, different things on Pinterest for consumers and for shops. And they recognize themselves because they see when we talk to them, it's a different language. But mainly it's always, always, always the consumer. The consumer is king. The consumer is king for us. Yeah,
0: that's right. And in the days of social media... Where we are right now, the consumer is at the center, and so yes. I think you are early to recognize that, and I, I think that that's right on. So yeah,
2: I remember I remember when, uh, for example, in uh, in two thousand eight, uh, I was thinking to come up with all uh, quilting patterns and sewing patterns in PDF, and people at that time they were telling me, "Are you crazy?" You know, shop owners, how I'm going to sell this? But I said, you should have a web store. You you should have a store online. You Please make the transition. You keep your brick and mortar shop, but start opening a store uh, like a web storefront and and start doing business online because this is the new thing. The thing is coming. Uh, and, and, and people are going to start selling patterns in PDF format. <laughs> and people laugh at me, I remember.
0: Yeah, I bet. And um, and now, I mean, you've been really great about embracing video. Um, I mean, it sounds like technology, rather than making you feel resentful for the good old days or nostalgia. You know, sort of, it excites you, and you just sort of run forward toward it instead of trying to Uh, run away from it. Yeah,
2: absolutely, absolutely. No, no, no resentful at all. I think the new thing, the thing that is coming is what we have to go for. I think, uh, you know, companies need to adapt to the um, emerging trends and the changes, emerging trends, the changes, everything. Of course, if not, I think, well, you're going to going to be left behind if you don't do that. If you don't go with the with it, with it, with the changes that we are seeing this and it's so unfortunate, Amy, that many brick and mortar shops are closing every single day because of this. And it's so uh, disheartening for us, you know, it's like because we work for the independent quill shop, as you know, we don't sell to change. To chains, we we have a lot of offers to sell to chains. We we always we said no 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 because we work for the independent shop. But if you don't embrace that change, you're going to be left behind. Right. So so
0: answer me this. So those are your customers, the independent shops, and what you're saying is they're closing, they're suffering, and they're. Cl- I mean, not all of them, but uh, some portion of them are closing. So. It is your customer base shrinking?
1: Well, mm. what happened is that some some, um, some are closing, some new are opening. Some like younger generation is opening like the mostly, store, well, but also the online the online. online community is growing a lot.
2: That's so, why we
1: keep growing. Uh, it's, it's moving. You know, the, the, the business is moving to the online um, community. So, um,
2: so we are preparing more marketing material for online shops because more, more more online shops are opening and they try to, you know, to compete. Uh, so more brick-and-mortar shops are clothing, but, uh, closing, but, you know, there is like a switch. We are seeing like a big switch now mm-hmm. of, uh, of how things also, are.
1: Also on the quill store, a lot of, a lot of stores are, you know, they, they, the owner maybe is a, a lady that's, you know, that's been in the store for many, many years, but now they're bringing the daughter, or the granddaughter to work at the store, and now they see that the, the, the sewing is, is getting uh, strong, so they start bringing uh, fabric for sewing. So that way they can stay, you know, uh, competitive, and maybe quilting not selling that much anymore in the store, but they, they start selling now clothing uh, fabric. So they're selling the needs, or the rayons, or you know, different kind of the denims, different fa- fabric that they can they can sell to a, a new uh, audience.
2: Yeah, let me tell you an example. Amy. Okay. You know, years ago, you know, before, like maybe I don't know, two thousand nine, something like that. Uh, we have we were going to market and we were taking care of uh, the customers. Walter, you know, um, my son and and me and the employees taking care of customers. And customers used to come, um, ladies, um, a little bit uh, more conservative that they didn't want because everything is. It happen, starts happening with the miracle of Amy Butler uh, that for me oh, sure. is is the pioneer, is the, oh, yes. the, that amazing woman that started the whole big change. In, in regarding fabric design so people some people were a little bit afraid of bringing that so they keep uh, bringing more conservative if you want to say uh, styles of uh, fabric collections and the ladies came and see it and talked to me and I always uh, told them please open a small section in your in your shop like a, I don't know 20 30 volts of modern fabrics mm-hmm. and bring some modern quilting patterns and hang them there you know soon those ladies that come to your shop they're going to tell their, their daughters that they might be in the 30s um they're going to tell them oh you see the the store i go i they open a new section with very modern fabric so to stimulate the uh, customer returning you know if if you if you want to say so customer returning they inflicted some in 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 our in my opinion a little bit of damage because you know they never want to do the, the changes but later later we start seeing those shops with their daughters the shop owners with their daughters a quilt market and the door says let's go to our gallery because we have to bring more modern product let's go to our gallery so you know how things uh, you know are you know it's, it's incredible
0: mm-hmm. right so in the end it eventually happens but it, it yeah took eventually happens
1: the problem some of them they didn't make the change so they, they yeah they're suffering business. now right some of them also they retire too because you know they've been in the business for a long time so they retire also it's a mix of everything
0: right right okay that's interesting though that you are creating some marketing materials um, specifically for online shops and sort of going with that shift. I think that's an interesting thing to hear. Um, Okay. So uh, if it's okay with you, I would like to get to your recommendations. Um, And um, I know that both of you are recommending orthomolecular medicine and healthy living. And I know that, Pat, you've talked really openly um, in some videos about um, menopause, going through menopause, and also um, dealing with the grief after the passing of your mom um, mm-hmm. not too long ago. And um, anyway, it sounds like some of this kind of medicine has been helpful to, to you. Yeah. Uh,
2: everything I started with the menopo- menopause, I started to go into, uh, I was going to regular doctors, but I started feeling like um, you know, the, the symptoms were extremely, especially severe in my case. You know, some woman passes the menopause uh, period uh, with l- less symptoms, but some woman is, happens to be me, you know, that it happened, uh, that I have a lot of uh, symptoms. So I remember... Uh, and I was thinking about and reading about uh, hormones and hormone replacement uh, therapy. And I remember years ago when I was living in New York, I was watching CNN, uh, Larry King live uh, one day and uh, Susan Summers, you know, the famous actress appear um, and. To start talking about bioidentical hormones and the revolution of hormones how, you know, medicine for women to, uh, as a hormonal a hormonal replacement therapy was changing and it, it really caught my attention and he was talking about one amazing doctor that was doing uh, orthomolecular medicine and also bioidentical hormones um, so this was, you know, like a burning to my brain and years ago when I uh, came to live here in Miami, it happened that the doctor, the, the doctor's office, it, it was in Miami. So I was looking for that doctor, and mm. now it's my doctor and Walter's doctor. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it's incredible. Um, And, and he is an specialist, he's a doctor, he's a regular doctor, but also he's an specialist in molecular medicine that treats you with Uh, vitamin um, and nutritional supplements before going to a regular medication or a regular medicine. So it was a whole, it was an eye opener because we start changing our lifestyle. He started putting me on um, bioidentical hormones and, and now my life has changed completely um, I am doing so good. It's still, my hair it was a little bit falling, but you know, I'm I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on on some um, uh, choices uh, to to grow my hair back. But regarding physically, I I I feel like really really well. And also in Walter's case, uh, he had a, just a tiny tiny problem on on, on the thyroid, and uh, he he never prescribed the regular synthetic hormone. Uh, He prescribed bioidentical hormone. So it was molecularly made for the human cell. Uh, It's made from vegetables uh, and it really works as a regular um, hormone. So orthomolecular is something that all people should go into because it's very natural and now it's complemented with the anti-aging medicine that is so popular now. Um, your nutrition
0: is your medications. Nice. That is good to hear about. And I think it's mm-hmm. really hopeful as well um, yeah. because I know you're not alone in going through some of that. And so <laughs> anyway, I, I also really appreciate your willingness to be open about it and share about it because- um, it makes other people feel less alone as well oh, so I hope I can help I can yes, help I think that's really brave too and you both wanted to recommend as well documentaries I love watching documentaries There's a, that's my favorite kind of movie um, and on history and why humanity keep making the mistake, same mistakes over and over again
2: but isn't it right A.B. it's true humanity yeah humanity keeps making uh, you know it's
1: frustrating uh, it's frustrating <laughs> it is Absolutely. it is like we never learn. It's yeah. like we
2: never learn. Uh, well, especially because I love history. I always think, I try to uh, make Walter uh, or incline Walter to, to watch documentaries or read history books because it says, for me, history keeps repeating itself. We never learn. Uh, before we have gladiators, now we have ISIS, you, you know, doing menace. So you know things that like humanity does—they they don't learn from the mistake they did in the past. I know um, it's
0: disheartening. You're like, why?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and let me let me recommend all the all all your audience that YouTube is the best place to go for documentaries on history and all that. You know, now our TV is is is. Uh, YouTube all the time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. When I
0: I love YouTube. No, I agree. I actually never watch TV. So yeah. I no. only ever watch YouTube.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hear you. On Netflix. Yeah. yeah.
0: Exactly. I know. It's 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 interesting how those habits have completely changed. Um. Some from you know when I was a kid too. But, um. And then Walter, you like to read books about entrepreneurship, as do I. Um, and about creativity and um and about how social media is influencing our behavior, which it certainly is
1: yes, I do yeah i i can I, I mean I don't have that much time to to read you know a lot, but um i I read as as much as I can, so mm-hmm. um I read on the phone sometimes you know it's, 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 it's it takes a lot of time, and we work long hours too, so it's not like you know we, we we, we have a long day every day I mean we put everything into this company and, we, uh, we put know, our heart and soul, yeah, heart and soul. We every work. single minute of yeah. It. yeah and
0: I will note that we are recording this interview at 8 o'clock at night um, because that was <laughs> yeah. the best time for you um, yeah. which says something about your day and how your time is allocated so, um, yeah. so that speaks to that for sure um, yeah. well Pat and Walter thank you so much for taking the time to be on the while she naps podcast. It was really wonderful talking with you. Oh. Thank you
2: so
1: much for having us.
2: Yeah, really, we appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate you and your very popular podcast. But, but let me tell you that uh, I listen to every single episode. Oh. and yeah, um, yeah. Um, um, you're amazing, A.B., oh. and, uh, and I love your work. Okay, um, thank you so much. And, you're making uh, me blush. Yeah, <laughs> very- yeah, you're a reference uh, for this industry, uh, and a lot of people are. And uh, I'm sure that they, 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 they pay attention uh, to what you say. You have your, your voice is very important for our industry. Oh, thank you so
0: much. That really means a lot to me. Well, um, you've been listening to the Walsh She Knapps podcast. I'm Abby Glassenberg. Visit my blog, walshjnapps.com, where you can sign up for my email newsletter, To get the best in sewing, blogging, and small business delivered right to your inbox each week, this episode was sponsored by Pro Chemical and Dye. Pro Chemical and Dye offers a variety of visiting artist workshops throughout the year. These workshops range from two to five days and allow students to explore the use of dyes and paints to create one-of-a-kind cloth and fibers. Pro Chemical and Dye is also a vendor at a number of quilt shows, so visit their website to see the current list of shows on the road. They'd love to have you stop by and see their products as well as a demo or two. To learn more about the products and workshops offered by Pro Chemical and Dye, visit them at prochemicalanddye.com and use the discount code WSN10 when you check out to receive 10% off your online order. That code one more time is WSN10 and 10, that's the number 10, when you check out to receive 10% off. Thank you so much, Pro Chemical and I. And if you enjoy the show, tell a friend about it. Thank you so much, and I will see you next time.